Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. I'm so excited. I love this season. Here's how excited I am. I'm wearing a red suit this morning. (laughs) Now I'm going to give you the story behind it. A couple of weeks ago, I got a phone call. My dad calls me up and he says, hey, what are you wearing for New Year's? What are you wearing for Christmas? I said, I don't know. And he said, I'm going to get you a suit for Christmas. So be it. (laughs) I just envisioned before before we got on the phone that him and my mom were talking and they were saying, you know, I know he's probably going to wear jeans and sneakers during the big important services. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and buy him a suit for Christmas. It's a Christmas present, but then he'll feel obligated to have to wear it. I'm I'm, I'm playing this scenario in my head, and I'm laughing at myself. That's true, isn't it? So you're ready for this. So so Bishop takes me to go get the suit fitted. It's awesome. It's nice. Listen, you don't have to say so. I'm excited. I know it fits right. Man, pastor, you're pretty arrogant. No, I just, I know when things are right, and this one's right. (laughs) But before I came up here, my mom turns to me, and she says, you know, because you're wearing that suit, you're going to preach better today. (laughs) So thank you. So pray for me that we can preach the gospel just a a little bit better because of the suit. Amen. Oh, it's Christmas. I love the joy of the season. I love everything that we've already heard in song. Um, believe it or not, the, the, the theme, the thread that's been pulled throughout the day has been Emmanuel, God with us. And I think several times throughout our worship, uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 uh, was quoted. And, and I just want to take a few moments this morning and I, and I, and I want to look at some parallels between that scripture in Isaiah 9 6. Uh, and what we call the Christmas story in uh, the book of Luke. And so if we can this morning, I would ask for you to turn into your Bibles. Let's, look to, let's go to the book of Luke chapter uh, 2. And uh, I, I want to read this passage, and then I want us to see how it connects to, to Isaiah. Um, And so I just kind of want to flow through this this morning. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you that the Lord dropped into my spirit about this. Um, But it says in the book of Luke chapter 2, I'm going to pick up in verse uh, 8. And the Bible says this, Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping their watch over their flock by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. I want you to put your attention on this for a moment. There will be born to you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12 says this, and this will be a sign to you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. In verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill 
toward men. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I want to read that one more time. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, on earth, on earth peace and goodwill toward men. As I was flowing through this, this, this passage, this, these several lines of scripture, the Lord Draw, drew my attention, excuse me, to, to this one line, and it's really two words in verse 13, and it's when the angel begins to declare to the shepherds that a Savior who is Christ the Lord, at the moment of that declaration, at the moment at the mention that the Savior was Christ the Lord, the Bible says in verse 13, and suddenly, I want to speak to you just for a few moments on that right there, and suddenly. The word suddenly means unexpected. And now I don't know if you came in this morning with great expectation. I come up and I, I enter into this day with great expectation. I'm, in, I'm in entering into this season with great expectation. But what I find is this, no matter how much expectation I have, I should never box the God of heaven and earth in because he wants to show up and do something absolutely unexpected in your life. We serve the God that moves suddenly. In one moment when everything's going one way, at the mention of the Savior who is Christ the Lord, the unexpected happened. And I don't know where you're at in this season right now, but there is something at the mention of his name that the unexpected can take place. There is something that when you declare Jesus can cause mountains to move, that can make demons tremble, that can shift your circumstance, your situation at the mention of his name. And suddenly, and at the suddenly, the Bible says that there was a multitude of heavenly hosts. Now I want you to get a picture of this. This angel comes to these shepherds begins to tell him, tell them that born to you this day in the city of David, there is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, for unto us a child is born, not was, not potentially will be. Isn't it amazing before Jesus ever took his first earthly breath, in, in the 33 plus years that he was here in this earth, that the prophet Isaiah years before declared that Jesus is. He didn't say one day. He said is because our God is eternal. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isaiah declares that Jesus is. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And he goes on and he begins to talk about what his name represents. And I'll talk uh, about that in just a moment. But, but here we have in the scripture, and as the angel comes to the shepherds and he says that there is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He announces what his purpose is, but then he talks about who his identity is. He says that he's a Savior, but he is Christ the Lord. I'm here to tell you that many of us, we might be looking for different saviors, but the reality is it's only going to be in Christ the Lord. 
That relationship that you've been chasing, it's not going to save you. Jesus is going to save you. doesn't matter who's elected into the office of presidency. The president's not going to save you. Jesus is going to save you. I don't care about how much money you've been storing up in your bank account. Money's not going to save you. Jesus is going to save you. For unto us, this child that is born is a savior, and he is Christ, the anointed one. He's the one that is here. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Salvation comes through Christ and Christ alone. Make no mistake about it. There is no other way except through Jesus. And the angel begins to declare that Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Here's what's interesting. You can't truly have Christmas without having Christ in it. His name is in the word Christmas. Christ must say wow that's kind of funny but it's not funny because Christ is means the anointed one the word mas m-a-s according to the original Hebrew word it means a burden in Spanish it means more the words actually correlate because by you saying more burden me with more I want more so if you're really hungry and you and you know and you speak Spanish you're gonna say mas I want more. Burden me with more on my plate so that I can eat up. But here's the thing. When you take Christ out of Christmas, you're just burdened. But when the anointed one is put back into the purpose and the reason for the season, he is the anointed one that is to break the yoke of bondage, the burdens off of your life. Because the book of Matthew says this, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you've been feeling burdened this season, my question is, have you taken Christ out of Christmas? Because when you put Jesus back in as the meaning, as the purpose, as the center point, those burdens can be lifted. Listen, I came to talk to you today about a message of hope. And I don't know what you've been struggling or going through this season. I don't know what you've been fighting with or what you've been up against. And maybe it's been all year long. But I'm here to tell you that this season is about Jesus the way maker. It is Jesus, the miracle worker. It is Jesus, the light in the dark place. And suddenly, he can do an unexpected work in your life when you declare his name. Chris Miss, the anointed one that can carry the burden. We weren't called to carry his cross. He said, pick up your cross. He carried his cross so that we could have access to the abundant life that comes in him and him alone. He says a savior who is Christ the Lord has been born. So now here we have this angel. And at the mention that Jesus is the Christ, the savior. And suddenly a multitude. Now a multitude is thousands. Anytime you read multitude in scripture. It's thousands that are in attendance when they showed up and there was that feeding of the, of the thousands of people, they were noted as multitudes. And what did Jesus do? He provides, or excuse me, the loaves and fish are provided and he, he blesses it and he breaks it in there and they're ministered to. It says the multitude. So every time you read multitude, it means thousands. Now get this picture. Here's this angel and he begins to declare that a savior who is Christ, the Lord is here in the city of David and all of a sudden, every angelic being makes itself present. They make themselves known. Not in heaven, on earth. 
When you declare who Jesus Christ is, it is an open invitation now for heaven to invade earth. And the angelic hosts begin to worship and they begin to praise. Historians in that day actually noted that in the time that Jesus was born, they said it looked as if there was multiple comets that shot across the sky. Multiple. Filling the nighttime sky with light. Can I tell you, that was no comments that were shooting off that night. It was the angelic host that came glorifying Jesus in his coming act into the earth. They begin to praise him and worship him. You say, why is this so important? Because whenever you declare the name of Jesus, it is your ability, it is, it is you that is worshiping the Lord. And when praise goes up, the Bible says glory to God in the highest. And then what did the angel say? Peace on earth. When praise goes up, peace comes down. You're looking for peace this season? Let your praise go up and let peace begin to come down. You've been struggling with some situations? Let your praise go up. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't either, but I know this. I'm going to praise him because when praise goes up, peace comes down. He is the prince of peace. And they begin to declare in worship, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. I want to tell you this morning that the key to your peace is when you praise and worship our king. He is the prince of peace. So Isaiah says this, and I want to share these thoughts with you this morning. Isaiah says this. If we can flip over there to Isaiah chapter 9, it says this in verse 6, and I'm going to read verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. In other words, this, this phrase here is that he would take authority and responsibility over heaven and earth. And so it says that in the government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Let's look at that again. Of the increase of his government and peace. Because when you declare who the Prince of Peace is... You will walk in an eternal peace, an increasing peace. You will allow the government, his kingdom, to increase in your life. God does not want you to be in lack in any area of your walk of life. God wants you to be healthy and whole in every area, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. The Lord wants you to have kingdom increase in every area of your life. Isaiah says this, is that he go, he, as he begins to list off the names, he says he will be called Wonderful. Now, earlier on this year, we were doing a study on this, and the Lord, as I was studying this, began to show me what the word Wonderful means in this passage. And the word Wonderful is not, you know, a, de a description of, of, of something that's just enjoyable. Like, oh, that was a, you know, that was a wonderful pie, or that was a wonderful cake. You're going to hear me talk probably about a lot of food, because that's what's on my mind after the service. Um, he says wonderful. The word wonderful means to be 
a miracle worker. So when you read this passage, and he will be called miracle worker. He goes on and he says counselor. This word counselor is to be an advisor of wisdom. He administers wisdom. The word mighty is that he is a champion, but the original uh, 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 understanding of this word is that he's not just a champion, he's a champion who fights for his people. So when you see the word mighty, it's that he's a mighty God. He is a champion who has never lost, who will never ever fail, and he will fight for you, which means if he's never failed and he's fighting for you, that means you're not called to fail. You're called to have victory in Christ Jesus. I said, you're called to have victory. Never have I ever read that Jesus lost. He is victorious. And because of it, we get to have that same victory when we declare who he is. He says that he's mighty God, everlasting father. I love this word everlasting father because everlasting is not that he's just an eternal father, but the word everlasting means that he will continue to increase as a father. You say, how does that work? Because the more that we recognize and declare who Christ is, God's family grows. And so he's an everlasting, ever increasing father. His heart is to father each and every single one of us. He's an everlasting father. And then check this out. The last one is that it says that he is prince of peace. The word prince means to lead or be a leader. He is a leader of peace. In other words, he's leading you and desires to lead you into peace. This word peace, it has two different meanings to it. It means to be still and to be prosperous. And when I have the peace of God, there's a stillness which means every single thing that I've been at war with, everything that's tried to come against me, when I've got Jesus, those wind and those waves, they got to cease. Peace, be still. Because I've got the peace of God inside of me. And when I've got the peace of God inside of me, how many of you know when you got Jesus, you're designed to prosper? I said you're designed to prosper. The Bible says be in good health and, and prosper even as your soul prospers. But not only that, the Lord wants you to prosper in everything that you put your hand to. And God wants you to prosper in your spiritual walk. God wants you to prosper in your businesses, in your jobs, and, and in your family. The Lord has called and created you to be prosperous. He's given you a purpose not for you to fail, but for you to succeed and prosper. That's Jesus. So when you look at what Isaiah is saying, he is simply writing this, and he says, and his name will be called a miracle worker, a counselor of wisdom, a conqueror who fights for his people, an eternal, ever-increasing father, and a leader of prosperity and hope. Why is this so important? Well, because... In life, we're going to go through sin and sickness and all kinds of problems. But let me tell you, when I know him as a miracle worker, when I feel like I'm down, he picks me back up. Can I tell you the greatest miracle, and I think sometimes we can overlook it because we get caught up in our, our physical needs. But the greatest miracle is salvation. That's the whole purpose as to why he came. He doesn't want you to be sick, and he doesn't want you to be in bondage because we know then that he is healer and deliverer, but first he wants you to know him as the Savior. Salvation. It is the good news, which even that, I would say, is an understatement because it's great news. 
Jesus is great news. And we read this and, and we understand that as a, as a miracle worker, he came to this earth so that you wouldn't be bound in sin and in sickness. As a counselor, when you feel lost and confused, he came to give you wisdom that would guide you into all truth. If you're wondering, I don't know what to do this season, look to Jesus and he will give you the wisdom. He will give you the guidance. He will give you the direction that will lead you into all truth. We know him as a, as a mighty, as a conqueror, that when you feel defeated, you know that there's a God in heaven that's warring on your behalf. That when you feel like you can't keep going, how many of you know, and if you don't know this, I'm going to say it right now, that there are people in heaven right now that are championing on your behalf. Hebrews says this, now that we've been surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, these are those in faith that, 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 that came before us. They're rooting you on right now. They're saying, keep declaring Jesus. Keep looking to him. He's the author. He's the perfecter. He's the finisher of your faith. Don't let go. Keep it going. All of heaven is championing you on right now. Waymaker, miracle worker, counselor into all wisdom, mighty conqueror, eternal father. I stopped last night as I was going through this note. And I recognize that in this season, while we celebrate a lot of family and, and, and time together, and I know the reality is there's people that are all alone in this season. I know it's one of the most loneliest seasons for some people that they ever experience. But I'm here to tell you, no matter where you're at, you're not alone. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's a father, an everlasting father. He watches over you. He's with you. Just know you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. We serve a God who desires to be your father. And he is the prince of peace. When you feel like I've been bankrupt in life, he's the one that will lead you back into the place that you can prosper. He will lead you back into the place of purpose. He will lead you back into you understanding that you are a child of God, that you are chosen, that you are royal, that you are called to be set apart to declare his praises. No, this story is not just a Christmas story of a baby that came into the earth. It was a marking, a moment that all of heaven celebrated. You know why this is so powerful in the sense that the multitude of angels worshiped that night? Because it's the first time since Adam and Eve were in the garden before they sinned that something incorruptible came back into the earth. Since the time Adam and Eve sinned all the way up until Jesus, it was nothing but sin and destruction. So all of heaven rejoices because perfection came back into the earth. The incorruptible seed. The one whose heart was to see his people saved, healed, and delivered, set free. This is not just a baby that came into the earth. This is a moment in time that all of heaven and all of earth rejoices. I truly believe that as the multitudes worshiped, it was a model, a template of what the church is supposed to look like. It didn't say they were in heaven worshiping. It said they came to earth to worship. Not out of religion, but out of giving glory to God in the highest. As their praise went up, peace came down. 
and the unexpected happened. A savior entered into this earth that would cause everything to change at the mention of his name. Who are you declaring this season? What are you declaring this season? God wants to do the and suddenly, the unexpected in your life, but it starts at the mention of his name. Jesus, son of the living God, Christ the Lord. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.